So, happy Easter, everybody. It's my opportunity to say happy Easter, uh, and I'm, but I'm going to talk about baptism. It's Easter Sunday, but I'm talking about baptism, and you might say, well, it's Easter Sunday, you should be talking about Easter. Well, talking about baptism is talking about Easter. Cool, two in one. Uh, it's because, in the same way Jesus died, was buried, and rose again, baptism is about dying being buried and raised again to start a new life. So I just want to take a few minutes just to explain this to you. Firstly, that baptism is about dying. Oh dear, you didn't know this. Um, what Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Which is about being completely identified with Jesus in his life and in his death. The Apostle Paul describes what it means to be a Christian. He says, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And we've only heard a snippet of people's stories this morning, but each one has made that decision to become a disciple of Jesus. And that means to obey him and to turn away from a previous life of sin. That's what it means to be a Christian. And you might look at all of these uh, people and, and say, well, how can you say sin when it comes to these delightful ones? They just look so cute and wonderful. I can't imagine them ever doing anything wrong, especially Liz. You know, <laughs> you just can't imagine it. They're little angels, a lot of them. Why do they need to own up to something like sin? And we don't talk a lot about sin in our day, do we? <coughs> But the Bible says it very clearly that everyone has sinned. We've all fallen short in some way or another. We're, none of us are innocent, actually. We're all guilty of breaking God's moral law. We've all told lies. Anybody? If you don't put your hand up, you're lying. Um, we've all stolen things. We've all hated others. Or maybe you haven't. But we've all rejected God. And in all of these things, according to God's standard, we've sinned. And we need to change the way that we live. So coming to this conclusion is, is something that the Bible calls repentance. Which means to turn around. To change direction in our lives so that we no longer live to please ourselves. But we live to please God instead. Now Christianity, you see, is not just a crutch. Jesus and what happened at Easter on the cross is God's solution for the problem of sin. And it really is a problem. Because sin and living a sinful life have serious consequences for all of us. The Bible says that sin leads to death. Which is why Jesus had to die to pay the price for sin. He took the punishment for us so that when we confess our sin and put our trust in him, we are identified with him and all that he did in his death. And he saved us from the ultimate consequences of sin. Which brings us to the second part of baptism, which is about burial. So there's death, there's burial. And as we immerse each one into the water... They enter a realm of death. I saw some pictures recently of baptisms that were taking place in Pakistan, in India. And their baptistries look exactly like a grave. Exactly like a grave. Because they want to illustrate this. 
that we're put down into a realm of death. It's like the burial of their old lives and all that went before their lives before Jesus, lived without Jesus. But burial on its own isn't enough, is it? I mean, what would happen if we left those people under the water? Uh, You see, unless they are rescued, and we were singing about the rescuer, weren't we? Unless they're rescued, unless they're picked up again very quickly as human beings, they'll die. Quite assuredly, parents, we won't allow that to happen. But Jesus is our rescuer. He's our saviour. He saves us from the consequences of our sin and he lifts us up out of the realm of death, out of the grave, so that we can live again with the slate completely wiped clean. See, baptism is more than just a symbolic act. He saves us from the consequences of our sin and he lifts us out of that realm of death and the grave to live again with the slate wiped clean. What we're asking God to do in baptism is a physical and external demonstration what we're asking him to do internally and spiritually. Because of course we don't leave people under the water. Jesus was in the grave three days but we don't allow that, you know. We, we bury them for a moment and we lift them up, saving them. It's a kind of Easter miracle, a resurrection even. So it says, the Apostle Paul says that we were buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too may live a new life. See, baptism isn't just about death and burial. That would be so morbid. It's about starting again. It's about a new life, which is what we celebrate in the third part of the baptism, as each one is lifted out of the water that a new life has begun. So that's the third one, a resurrection, a new life. Jesus said, I'll tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He's crossed over from death to life. And this is really a cause for celebration. So please excuse us if we get a little bit excited today as people come up out of the water and people make a bit of noise because it's something to celebrate. A new life has begun. It's a birthday celebration. Uh, Do we need to just practice that a minute? Let's just practice celebrating. Let's just shout, yes! means party. That's what our church name means. It means have a party. We celebrate and we celebrate the new life that each of these people have entered into with Jesus. And it's wonderful that God hasn't left us dead in our sin. He's raised us because of what happened at Easter. When Jesus was raised from the dead, that's what it was about. We're made anew. The slate of accusations that were against us. I mean, you know what it is to feel bad when you've done something wrong, yeah? Everybody knows that feeling. The conscience shouts at us. The slate is completely wiped clean. Our sin is washed away. That's literally what the gospel is about. So as I come to a close, I want to ask you how this makes you feel today. What does it make you think about? You might not have made this decision yet to follow Jesus. Can I suggest to you that maybe it's time to think about that? 
I mean, wouldn't you like to know the old life is gone? The slate's wiped clean, you're forgiven, cleansed and free to start again. Are you a little bit envious about some of these young people today? I mean, perhaps you've got regrets. Decisions that you got you into a terrible mess. But God has got an incredible way of restoring us when we come to him. He really does arrange the details of our lives when we put them into his hands and start to live to obey him. I mean, some of us here have made some really big mistakes, myself included. But God is not only able to forgive, but also to restore and to help us to live, even with the consequences of some of those mistakes, even to change those circumstances completely. Testify. We could testify about that here today. And of course, for some of our younger ones today, our hope for them is having made this decision so young, and having been baptised at this point in their lives, that they will be saved, literally, from some of the mistakes that some of us have made. Kept in the way that some of us haven't been. Wouldn't you want that for them? I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful to start again? Jesus' offer of a new life is to everyone. Not that we can become young again, unfortunately, but we can become new and start again. See, the offer to everybody is that Jesus wants you to come and know him and be rescued from the consequences of sin and death and be raised again. That's what Easter's all about. And we want that for you too. And many of us here today could tell of our own stories how meeting Jesus has changed our lives radically and wonderfully. We're not perfect. That's why we need Jesus. So as we watch each of these people go down into the water publicly, confessing their faith as we've seen, burying their old lives, as we watch them lifted up out again and celebrate the new start that they've begun, why not think seriously about your own life today and some of the claims that Jesus has made? That. Let me just finish again with that verse that Jesus said to his disciples the same thing that he speaks to all of us today. Whoever wants to be my disciple, you need to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. That's what this is about today. Can we just stand and we're just going to finish in prayer and then I'm going to hand back. I'm going to finish in prayer, my thing. Then I'm going to hand back to you guys. <coughs> Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come amongst us today. You are the spirit that gives life. You're the spirit that reveals Jesus to us, Holy Spirit. Just come on us today. And I want to pray for everyone today that we would know Jesus and know how much you love us, know what you've done for us, and know the resurrection power of Jesus. Father God, will you just reach out your hand amongst us today? Would you come and heal? Would you come and restore? Will you come and change lives, we pray? And thank you, Father, for these amazing decisions that are being made today. Heaven, get excited with us. We just invite you to come upon us, Lord, as we celebrate today. And we just pray for each of these young people that this will be incredibly significant. In Jesus' name. Amen.